privilege or right or anything like that. But thank you. I very much appreciate it. Uh, I do want to dismiss any children that are going to make their way off to um, kids' church at this time or the nurseries available for four through fourth, uh, fourth, four years old through fourth grade. No, that's um, anyway, you guys know. And uh, they're going to head that way. And um, today is the uh, annual meeting. There's an annual meeting today, right after church. And uh, so that's exciting. Everybody excited about that? Uh, because uh, you have to go to the annual meeting. Or is the potluck before or after? Before. Before potluck is before. All right. So, yes. Dessert is after. Hey, yeah, there we go. There we go. I like it. So, um, hey, stick around for that. Um, here we go. <clears throat> copy machines. Copy machines. Um, we, the church, has a copy machine. Can you believe it? Uh, you know, what church office, right? Would, would, and so how does a copy machine work? You know, you, you've all used a copy machine and you know that there's got to be a stack of paper in there and you got to load it up, right? You got to put the paper in there and sometimes you push the print button and, you know, maybe a couple of copies run off and then it stops and you go on and go, oh, it needs more paper, right? And you figure that out and, um, maybe, maybe you've, uh, been around copy machines long enough that, uh, you know that there's little rollers in there and sometimes they break down or there's little cogs and gears in there and they break down and it quits making copies and so you call up the repair person and they come in and they uh, do their magic on that and and uh, most of you know that if you've ever made a copy before especially at night and in the dark you know and you put the paper down there and then the little bar scans across a really bright light and it has this intensely bright light that goes in there and uh, and then all of a sudden you know then it spits out the copy right it spits out it spits out the copy and so um, uh, I, I don't know if you ever thought about this, but uh, uh, when you come into the church, essentially you are entering the copy machine, right? Uh, you figured that out a long time ago. You know that. And so uh, you need uh, lots and lots of paper to go into the machine to keep uh, making the copies. And so we need uh, people. We come into the church and we want to be exposed to the bright light. Bzzz. Yeah, pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're exposed to the bright light of Jesus. And, and then we write, we get those things impressed upon our heart. Sometimes the church can be uh, a little wonky, a little dysfunctional. Sometimes the, uh, the wheels aren't really, you know, they kind of don't roll real smooth. And the cog grind a little bit. Uh, but the ultimately, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to do is bring people in. And then we want to duplicate them. We want to, and then send them out. And we are all in that process. And And what do we want to be? We want to... Be like, you're seeing it right there. We want to be like Jesus, right? And so, a prayer that we could all pray is, a prayer that we could pray is, dear God, can, can you make me a copy of your son? And so you ever say anything like that? Hey, could, uh, would you mind making me a copy? Could you make me a copy of this? Uh, you know, could you send me a copy of that? And, and maybe if you're on a radio like I am every day on driving the bus, you know, uh, Breaker 1-9 out there to all my good buddies, uh, do you have a copy, right? Right, right? And and uh, and so us bus drivers know all the lingo, right? Do you have a copy? Do you have a copy? Uh, will you make me a copy? Uh, will you send me a copy? And maybe that's the prayer that we should pray is, uh, dear God, uh, will you make me a copy of your son? Make me a copy of your son. And who is his son? And Jesus went through many, many different things. And here's kind of a list of them. Jesus was uh, baptized, right? And um, and so maybe what we can say is Jesus' baptism and my baptism, they need to be a copy of one another, right? 
Uh, Jesus was tempted. We know he was tempted and we are tempted. And so uh, we look at how did Jesus handle temptation? And so we make a copy of that in our life and we handle temptation the way that he handled temptation. And Jesus suffered and went through many difficult things and we do that. But uh, Jesus, uh, he suffered. And so how did he go that? And what does he teach us uh, through that? And, and Jesus died. He died a physical death on the cross. And we're all going to die a physical death. Most likely we will. And uh, and then Jesus, Jesus had a resurrection. And we want to experience a resurrection like Jesus did. While Jesus was on earth, he had a ministry. And so uh, we, uh, dear God, will you make me a copy? Make me a copy of your son, Jesus, because we want to do life and we want to reflect and look like we want Jesus's light. We want that embedded in us and printed upon us that we would be like Jesus. So over the next few weeks, uh, that's the sermon series. Today we're going to talk about baptism, Christian uh, baptism. I had the honor and the privilege of um, uh, sitting down this past week with... Um, you know, somebody that uh, that's kind of rolling around in their mind. Well, I think I need to be baptized. And so uh, we got to talk about these things. And uh, we uh, had some baptisms last summer, and, and uh, it's because we sat down and talked about these things. And so we want uh, to look at and reflect upon Christian baptism and what that means. We want, we want to be a copy. Dear Jesus, will you make me a copy of you? Will you make me a copy of you? And uh, we want to be baptized the way that Jesus was baptized. And better understand that, we're going to look at Christian baptism uh, this morning. All right? So let's pray. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, um, there are so many distractions. There are so many things that pull us away. And uh, one of the things that we get distracted with is uh, sometimes we, th- we, we think to ourselves, oh, baptism. Yeah, I got baptized a long time ago. I know all about this. And so... Um, So, Father, for some, we just ask that you'll make it new again, make it relevant again, that we would find somebody that we could share this information with. Uh, For others in the room, Father, uh, maybe they're not even sure why they got baptized or when they got baptized. And maybe, Father, you'll lay on their heart that they would would make it their decision to do that. Uh, Father, maybe there are people that are... uh, and just wrestling with the whole idea of what it even is. So we ask that you'll teach them. But for all of us that are here in this group this morning, we just need to hear from you. Make us a copy. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Baptism. Baptism. Jesus was baptized. He was immersed in the River Jordan, and we learn about it in the book of Matthew and other uh, books also. Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17 say this. Then Jesus came toward Galilee uh, to the Jordan, the Jordan River, uh, to be baptized by John, John the Baptist. But John tried to deter Jesus, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus replied, let it be so Right now, it is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John uh, consented, and John baptized Jesus. So they made their way down into the, kind of walked down the banks into the River Jordan, and uh, uh, John takes hold of uh, Jesus, and he lowers him down into the water and raises him uh, back up again, and you know that story, and then maybe you remember what happens right after that. In verse 16, it says, As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, 
At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting him up, or lighting on him. It says, And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Before Jesus started his earthly ministry, the first thing that he did was to be baptized. He was baptized by John. And this is also uh, the first step in being a copy of Jesus. If you want to be a copy of Jesus, if you want to um, be a disciple, a follower of Jesus, uh, then the first step that you would make in saying, I declare I want to be a Christian, I want to be a follower of Jesus, I want him to be my Lord and Savior, is uh, you would start off the way Jesus started off and you would be baptized. Uh, Jesus did not need his sins washed away like we do, but he was setting an example for us. He was setting an example. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to do anything that I'm not willing to do. And so he was baptized to fulfill all righteousness. And so he went and was baptized. And what did the father say to Jesus then when he was baptized? He said the uh, same thing to Jesus. This is my son who I'm well pleased. And that's exactly what God communicates to us when we uh, step forward in our obedient and Christian baptism. He says, welcome to the family. You are my child. I love you, and I want you to be a part of my household and my kingdom. And so what does baptism symbolize? What does baptism symbolize? Well, um, a DBR. Do you know what DBR stands for? And you all do. Death. Burial and resurrection. Death, burial, and resurrection, right? It stands for death, burial, and resurrection. So uh, what does baptism symbolize? And uh, you've seen baptism is over here in the baptistry, right? And so there's a person that's standing in the water, and they stand up there and they say, my name is Steve Allison. I do whatever I want, whenever I want, because I am, I'm king. But what I desire is to die to myself. I want to be buried in a watery grave, and I want to be raised again, a brand new person. So when I wake up today, I no longer say, I'm Steve Allison, I do whatever I want. But now I say, I'm Steve Allison, saved by Jesus, and I want to be a copy of him. I want to live the way that he wants me to live. And so it represents a life. I'm alive, but I choose to die, be buried, and I choose to be buried and then raised again. A death, burial, and a resurrection is what baptism, Christian baptism, symbolizes. Getting rid of my old me, and I'm going to take on my new me. I'm getting a new copy. I came in here, as a, I kind of made a blank, I made a blank sheet, exposed to the light, but now impressed upon me is the, the will and the heart of Jesus. Romans chapter 6, verses 2 through 4 says, We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. And we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Have you heard uh, the expression, you're a born-again Christian? Of course, we all have. Uh, we've been around church things for a long time. Born again, you're born again. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
The old has gone, the new has come. And so when we're baptized into Christ, we are made new in Christ, and his life is now imprinted upon us, that we have the Holy Spirit within us. And so here are four reasons, four reasons to be baptized, four reasons that you should be baptized if you've never been immersed. Here's four reasons to do that. Number one, because Jesus demonstrated it. You should do it because Jesus did it. Jesus did it. He tells us to do it. And he says, this is what I, he says, I did this. You should do this. And so Jesus demonstrated it. And so reason number one is that Jesus said to do it. He did it. We should do it. That's reason number one. That's the only reason we really need. But Jesus uh, demonstrated it by being baptized. Reason number two, because Jesus commanded it. He didn't just say, uh, do it. He did it. And then he, and then he says, now do it. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, that's a pretty heavy qualifier. Before I tell you this, I want you to know that no one who has ever existed has more authority than me to tell you this. That's a pretty significant qualifier, isn't it? Uh, It's not, uh, this is my opinion, this is just a thought, this is something you ought to consider. He starts off this phrase with, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And therefore, he says, now do this. He says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. He says, therefore, go and make disciples. Go and make copies of me. Go and make copies of me. Make followers of me in all nations, everywhere. Baptize them in the name of what? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's why when we baptize people, uh, we say you are now being baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We do that because Jesus told us to do that. And so and he says, and then teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age, right? He says, and I'm telling you to do this. I'm gonna, I want you to be a copy of my son, do this, but I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to be with you because you have taken me into your life. You've let that bright light shine upon you. It's in you. It's part of you. First John chapter two, verse three says, we know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. So he said to do it. We can stiff arm him or we can be obedient to him. And so we do well to be obedient to Jesus. Four reasons that we should get baptized. Jesus demonstrated it. Jesus commanded it. Now listen to this one. Baptism is your public statement that you belong to Jesus Christ. I wear a wedding ring. I had a wedding ring for um, just over 31 years. Many of you have a wedding ring. And you wear that, people see that, and that means, you know, you're married, right? And so baptism is kind of like that. When people see you being baptized, uh, they know that you are making a very public statement. Oh, they are doing something because they want to follow Jesus. And so it's, it's sort of an outward showing that I'm, I'm kind of, uh, this is the way I was doing my life, and now I want everybody to see me do this so that they know that I desire to live my life in a different way now. So when we get baptized, we're making a public statement that you belong, you're showing everybody, I want you to see me and watch me do this so that people will know I belong to Jesus. Question, are you ashamed of Jesus? Are you ashamed of him? Would you not want to show anyone that 
he is your king or your Lord. Because we need to consider that Luke chapter 9 verse 26 says, If anyone is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him. Baptism tells people, I really am not ashamed. You're willing to stand up? be baptized, you say, I love Jesus, and I want you to know that I love Jesus, and so it's a demonstration. It shows other people. Have you been baptized the way that Jesus was baptized? In the New Testament, you never see anybody get baptized except through immersion. Um, they, uh, you read through the, um, uh, the, the book of, uh, of Acts and um, you, you watch as people would go down into the river and they and and they would be baptized and uh, the word uh, the Greek word baptizo means to dip or immerse and and they would do that and and they would do it right away. Um, they never they never had this thing that would go on where they would say, "Are you a Christian?" Uh, yes, I'm a Christian. Well, have you been baptized? You know, and and then they they would always try to merge those things together uh, within the hour. Most always, when you read it in the New Testament, it was within the hour that they decided to be a Christian to when uh, they would be baptized. And there's an example of that in the book of of Acts. And um, you guys know the story of Philip, and he's traveling. Uh, he's there alongside the road, and uh, there comes this guy from Ethiopia. Right, And he's in his chariot, and he's riding on uh, down the road in the book of Acts, chapter 8. And we read about it. It says, Then Philip uh, began, uh, it says, with the very passage. And so there, the, the guy, you read through it a little bit uh, before we get to this passage. And there's this, um, the Ethiopian eunuch. And uh, he was a um, uh, he was a financial leader, and uh, he was in the chariot, and he's going down the road, and he is scrolling. He's literally scrolling through the Old Testament, and he comes across a passage of scripture that's making reference to uh, the life of Jesus, and he's not understanding that, and not sure, sure what's going on. And then God supernaturally brings Philip into his life, and he says to him, "Hey, I can explain that to you. Let me tell you what that passage of scripture is all about." And then we pick up the story here. Then Philip began. Um, with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they were traveling along the road, these guys had never met before. And all of a sudden, this is brand new information uh, to this guy from Ethiopia. They came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. And so, boom, done. Just like that. They just said, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to, I want to follow in his footsteps. I want to be a follower of Jesus. I've, I've seen the light. I want, to, I want to be a copy. Jesus, make me a copy. Make, make me a copy of Jesus. And he did exactly what Jesus told him to do. And he went down and he was baptized right there, right then. Four reasons that we should be baptized. Jesus demonstrated it. He commanded it. It shows our public statement that we belong to Jesus. And baptism is a symbol of incorporation. It shows everybody else that you want in, that I'm in the family. I'm not just a believer. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. We're given the gift of the Holy Spirit when we are baptized. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 says, For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body. You become a part of the family of God. 
1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27, a few verses later, it says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. When we are baptized into Christ, uh, we are made new. Um, we're given the Holy Spirit within us. And um, so what do you do about that? What do you do about that? What does it mean? Uh, you remember um, in the book of Acts, um, uh, they they ask you know what do we need to be what do we need to do to be saved and and he says repent and be baptized and so um, we need to believe and we need to repent if we want to be baptized we need to believe and we need to repent you you know John three sixteen John three sixteen uh, for God so loved the world right that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes we got to believe we have to believe. Now, this is a distinction that our church makes from uh, the Catholic Church or the Lutheran Church or the Methodist Church. We don't baptize babies because we believe that babies are not old enough to believe. You need to be able to believe in Jesus in order to give your heart and your life uh, to Jesus. And so uh, we say you have to be a believer. You got to have you got to believe that Jesus died for your sins and have some comprehension that I am a sinner. I need my sins uh, taken away and forgiven. And but it's not just believe. You have to repent. Acts 2.38, they asked Peter, uh, what must we do to be saved? And Peter replied, he says, repent, means turn around, go the other way. We talked about that in Sunday school today. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now listen, this is a <clears throat> um, kind of sparks up a little bit of emotion in some people. But I want you to hear very carefully. Baptism does not save you, and you know it. Baptism does not save anyone, and you know it. Uh, we're going to have a harvest festival here in a few weeks, and uh, you guys would all think that this was preposterous if I said, uh, let's warm up the baptistry, and we'll tell every family that comes here, uh, well, before they can get any candy, they need to get baptized, and then uh, that way they'll be eager and ready to jump into the baptistry, and we'll dunk them all before we give them all candy, and then we will know that everybody that came to the Harvest Festival got saved that day. You'd say, oh, that's ridiculous, right? And so baptism doesn't save anybody. However... However, however, belief requires baptism. If you say, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and we see that Jesus commands that we are to be baptized, and we believe that, then belief requires baptism. You don't get to say, uh, uh, Jesus, I love you, and you're the Son of God, and thank you for forgiving me of my sins, but there's a couple of things that I reserve to just ignore you on. Right? Doesn't work like that. And so these things, they go together. We have to believe. We have to repent. Uh, we have to acknowledge, uh, I need a Savior, and I want to be obedient uh, to Jesus that is calling me to, to demonstrate and show people that I want to die to myself, and I want to live a brand new life, and I want to turn my life around and move towards Him, which begs the question, have you been baptized? If you want to pray, dear God, will you make me a copy of your son, then that's the place that we would start. 
as we would give our life to Jesus in Christian baptism. So, that's the question of the day. Have you been baptized? I look around the room, and I know most of you have been baptized. But maybe there's somebody here today that hasn't been. And I'm not going to call you out and make you feel funny or anything like that. But I am going to stand back there when this is over. And if this is something that you need to pursue and that you need to do, I'd be happy to sit down and we can talk about it and we can make it happen. So here's the thing. Listen, church. If you know this information and you believe this information, we are called to share this information. So think about what family you might invite to the harvest celebration and their kids and how exciting it would be for them to be a part of that. But then think, how much more exciting would it be if they were baptized? If I took advantage of an opportunity to invite them to an event at the church and then to say to them, would there be a time I could tell you a little bit more about our church that does this thing? There's something I want you to know. Our church wants you to know Jesus. And one of the things that Jesus wants you to do is to be baptized. So if you know this information, share it. If you're hearing it in a new way this morning, my challenge to you is to be baptized. Let's pray. Father, uh, for those of us that have been Christians for a long time, uh, sometimes it's really hard uh, to pray. Uh, Dear God, will you make me a copy of your son? Because that's involved. But we know that you love us and that that is best. And so, Father, I ask that uh, for those of us that know you, we would be obedient to you. For those that um, are thinking about this, we ask that you would work your spirit within them. We ask this in the name of our Savior, and amen.